This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 815, Spectacular Vernacular, Five Borrowed Words for IELTS Band 9. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English with your hosts, former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer. With hundreds of band seven, eight, and nine success stories, our strategies are the smartest in the IELTS world. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. Can you use words in English that are from other languages? Of course you can. And they are often very high-level vocabulary. Today you'll learn five new amazingly high-scoring words. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Aubrey! Merry hey. Christmas! <gasps> Merry Christmas, Jessica. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> so good! Okay, well, I mean, listeners, you know we're not actually recording this today on Christmas, but we know that you're listening to it on Christmas. And Aubrey, I have to say, this is my favorite, favorite, favorite time of the year. I am a Christmas fanatic. Oh, Christmas is the best. Like, especially when you have little kids, like you see oh the gosh. magic of it through their eyes and it's just so fun. And it's like a whole like month leading up to Christmas. Like... James has to make a whole list of stuff he wants to ask Santa for, and then he has to, like, do a letter to Santa, and then there's decorating and getting the tree, and it's just, like, the all month is magical. <laughs> exactly. We do the elf on the shelf, and oh, we, because this is a little before Christmas, you know, we sort of just started doing that a few days ago, and my five-year-old twins love finding the elf every morning, like where she's come back and hidden. And it's just so fun. It, it makes everything fun. <laughs> so um, we, this has never been a thing for us, but I know that lots of other families do it. Can you explain to our international audience what Elf on the Shelf is before sure. we get to today's awesome It's a really program. good idea. People are probably like, what is she talking about? <laughs> So it's a children's book called The Elf on the Shelf, and it comes with this little stuffed elf. Um, and it can be a boy or a girl, right? Ours is a girl. It has a little skirt because <laughs> I oh, had girls. Cute. And um, the story in the children's book, it tells you how um, the, the elf shows up on December 1st and then keeps an eye on things to make sure kids are being good. And then oh, every gosh. night goes back to Santa and reports and then comes back and hides in a new place in your house each morning in December. <laughs> and so they know they have to be on their best behavior because the elf is watching. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. It is a little creepy, especially <laughs> where it's a stuffed animal that's like staring kind of side-eyed. <laughs> and like just the fact that like this little inanimate object comes to life every night and like moves freely around your home. Like, yes. just, like that also is kind of creepy, I think. 
Well, especially where it's funny because a lot of parents will have the elf be kind of naughty. Like no. they'll draw with marker on the kid's nose, right? So they wake up and they oh have marker God. on their nose or they'll spill something or make a mess and they're there with the mess in the morning. We've never done that. Our elf is not naughty. She just comes back and hides and it's fun for them to find her. <laughs> oh my God, that is so cute. <laughs> um, is cute all right, guys. So because today is Christmas and even if you don't celebrate Christmas even it's not it doesn't have to be a religious thing it's just a holiday you might be familiar with at least we are going to give you examples related to Christmas for all of today's words and guys it's still useful on IELTS all right like you're always asked about holidays and traditional celebrations so you can take our examples and try and think about how you could frame them for your own traditions and culture. Yes, exactly. And we actually had someone, this is a couple of weeks ago, um, one of our students commented on Facebook asking about some of these words that we're going to talk about. They're, they're words that are borrowed from other languages. And yeah, it's a, I think it's a good thing to talk about today because, you know, different holidays are celebrated in every country. I've been yeah. in France and Belgium around Christmas time, oh, and it's wow. been fun to see their different traditions. And yeah the way they decorate and the things that they do. And it, it's so fun to see these different, these cultural differences, right? Just as a quick side note, guys, um, James and I love watching travel shows and Rick Steves has the most family friendly, amazing travel shows that you could watch. And James and I watch the Rick Steves Europe Christmas one like every year. <laughs> Because he goes to all these different countries in Europe and talks about how they each like have these like different traditions and stuff for Christmas. And it's so great. Oh, I would love that. I need to watch that with my kids. You can find it on YouTube or like just like the OPB. The OPB is Oregon. The PBS website. Um, You guys can find it online. Rick Steves Christmas Europe. Just Google that. It is. It's really interesting. Okay. Um, So guys. (laughs) So a student in the Facebook group asked if like they could use these words on IELTS and another student said no, because they're not English. Here's the thing, guys, English is it will a bastard language and that doesn't have to be a bad word. It's not a bad word in this case. It just means that our language is made up of so many other languages. Okay, so you cannot speak English without using words from other languages. Like, exactly. That's it would be impossible. Right. So today's words, they are borrowed for sure, but they're, they're English words. Okay. Um, but they're great. This is great vocab. Definitely ban nine for speaking and writing. So what's the first phrase, Aubrey? Well, so I want to first talk about the ones that um, she was asking if we can use these French words. Cul-de-sac was the first one she was asking about. And I'm actually this weekend having a little holiday party in our cul-de-sac. I live in a cul-de-sac, which is sort of the end of a street that loops around so that it doesn't go through, right? The circle at the end of a road. And we use that word all the time, even though we stole it from French, borrowed it from French. (laughs) There's no English, like straight up English equivalent. Like that is the English phrase we use to describe a dead end that is kind of a circle. Exactly, right? There's not really another word for that. We borrowed it and we kept it and we don't bother making our own word. (laughs) Yeah, 
why why would we you know exactly. we're so we're so forward thinking in um western english speaking culture <laughs> always waste moving our time. forward forget about history that's what we say okay no don't do that guys okay so cul-de-sac for sure we say that all the time um yeah if we're touring um like how like neighborhoods with amazing christmas lights because that's also yes. another tradition people do right they drive to the neighborhoods of their town where everybody decorates and just like drive slowly or walk around but it's always like sort of more expensive neighborhoods that go all out and decorate and yeah you always walk around the cul-de-sacs and look at the beautiful houses exactly we ride bikes my five-year-old daughter just learned to ride a bike and the other twin is so close and so we'll ride a bu- ride bikes through all the cul-de-sacs and look at the the hol- holiday decorations. I don't like, you know how they have the big blow-up ones? There's like giant yeah. blow-up Santas and reindeer and then all day they're like flat on the I ground. <laughs> Those are not my favorite, but the kids love them. We'd totally. ride around looking for them all the time. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, Okay, so you guys can use that to describe places and neighborhoods, right, on the speaking or writing test. Um, All right, repertoire is um, how you would say the next one, right, because French people don't say a bunch of letters. That's exactly what it seems like. It's funny how these these words, we borrow them in English, and then it's like we kind of try to say them with the accent of the original language, and then half of it we just make it sound English. English, right? I know. So yeah. I, I would say people say repertoire. Like you hear that R at the end in English. It sounds you say? wrong to me. In French, but... they don't, but most yeah. English speakers will for sure. Yeah. So you could say it either way, guys. Both pronunciations are yes. correct. Um, I would use this to describe like the things that you know. But let me give you an example so it's clear. So as far as um, my Christmas song repertoire. I'm probably not saying that correctly, but that's how I say it. (laughs) Um, My Christmas song repertoire is huge. I know so many Christmas carols. So it's just like all the songs that I know. It's like your library, like your mental library is your repertoire of something, right? The nice thing about speaking, the speaking exam using these is no one can really tell you you're pronouncing it wrong. If you're somewhere yeah. between French and English, that's <laughs> totally. right. You know what I mean? There kind of is no wrong or right when it's coming from another language. For sure. And as long as you're using it correctly, like mm-hmm. meaning-wise, it's and you're it's not exactly taking a risk because if you know you're saying you're using it correctly, but the pronunciation-wise, it also shows a willingness to use interesting high-level vocabulary, which will help your score, yes, right? As long definitely. as the meaning is correct. Exactly. Uh, okay. Oh, it's so fun. All right. So All right. our third one, right? I love this word, is yeah. nonchalantly. Which this sounds very different from how you would pronounce this word in French, nonchalant. But yeah, we just say nonchalantly. And yeah, this we could definitely use this with a Christmas example, right? Totally. I nonchalantly hide my elf every night, right? Just no big deal. Just uh, kids have gone to bed and I'm just going to not make a big deal about this. And <laughs> so no one wakes yeah. up, right? Oh, Anything yeah, that totally. You... You, have to, you have to tiptoe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Nonchalant is a great adjective. Nonchalantly would be the adverb. Nonchalant just describes someone who does something um, in a relaxed way without really... Um, like caring about it. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Like just treating something like it's not important. I think that's the best way to define mm-hmm. it. So some people are very nonchalant about Christmas, which drives me nuts because it's such an important thing to me because it's my favorite <laughs> time of year. But some people are just like, eh, it's just another holiday. Like mm. that would be a nonchalant way to describe Christmas. So this is a great adjective, guys, to describe your attitudes to something. If something mm. is not a big deal to you, you could be like, mm, I'm just, I'm sort of nonchalant about reading books. I, I know it's important, but it just doesn't, it's not a big deal to me. Right. We can definitely relate it to IELTS where we say anyone who's nonchalant about studying for IELTS is probably going to get low scores. Right? I would say 100% yes. get low scores. <laughs> guys, you cannot study IELTS nonchalantly. If you guys want to do the opposite of nonchalantly, then you guys should get into Three Keys IELTS and really dedicate yourself to getting those scores. Exactly. Where can students go to be not nonchalant about IELTS? Yeah, so come see us at All Ears English english.com forward slash keys k-e-y-s and you can sign up get in those modules and then yeah you're definitely being you know you're not being nonchalant about studying for ielts yeah we have had some amazing scores reported lately and i really hope the students are going to come on the show soon and they were definitely nonchalant about ielts the three people who reported the highest scores lately have all been the most active people in the facebook group guys um so stay tuned for those scores because we're talking eights 8.5 9 range here so that's what three keys does guys all right so after the really quick i was just thinking that nonchalant you can't say um like it's kind of tricky the opposite of nonchalant right we're saying they were not nonchalant but like the opposite as far as a word would be like um serious or doing something with fervor hearing it right yeah, like enthusiastic. Enthusiastic, would be yes. The opposite of nonchalant. There was actually a stand up bit. I don't remember which comedian it was, but they did a whole like bit about words, which I love. And they're like, why? Can someone be nonchalant, but you can't be chalant? <laughs> I want to be chalant. It was really exactly. funny. Exactly. I was like, how do you make this opposite? You can't. I There's know, different it's words. It's not a word. <laughs> okay, guys. So after the break, we have two more amazing words borrowed from other languages that you should use on IELTS. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, awesome guys. So, Aubrey, welcome back. Yes, welcome back to you. <laughs> um, what is the next word borrowed from Greek? I love yes. this. And guys, a lot of our words are borrowed from Greek, just so you know. Greek and Latin, like biggest roots. Exactly, for sure, right? So we're going to talk about the word anonymous, which is taken from Greek. And we were thinking about um, white elephant gift exchanges. Yeah. Where yeah, you bring a gift and you don't put your name on it, so you are anonymous. And someone opens it and they might never know who gave it to them. So it's a gift exchange where you're not thinking about a specific person. You're just getting something that maybe anyone would like or maybe a gag gift or something funny. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious if there are white elephant gift exchanges in other countries. You guys have to come back to the blog and let us yes. know if you have that in your country. 
Yes, this is episode 815, guys. Come back to allearsenglish.com and you could look at the IELTS episodes. This is 815. Um, I know that uh, when I lived in Taiwan and we would have like um, end of year parties or Chinese New Year parties for work, sometimes we would do a white elephant thing where you would draw a coworker's name and then you buy them a present. But again, guys, it's anonymous. You don't say who it's from. And, and then they open the gift. It is usually gag gifts, like funny gifts. But at Christmas, we have a more specific name for it. We would say it's a secret Santa gift right. exchange. But in general, not related to Christmas, white elephant, anonymous, anonymous gift exchange. Right, exactly. Um, so anytime you're doing something but not attaching your name to it, it's yes. anonymous, right? That word is very useful. I think this would be fun, guys, if you like have a quote floating around in your head and mm. you don't remember who said it. You could just be like, I don't remember who said this. Maybe it was just anonymous. And then you could just say the quote. Um, okay. You'll see that a lot, right? With the, some of the best yeah. quotes. Are, it yeah. just says anonymous because nobody knows true. who to attribute it to. Yeah, that's true. true. Yeah. All right. We have one more, right, Jessica? Yes, and this is this is connected to a lot of like personal memories for me. Wanderlust um, comes from German, and it's like you have this desire to travel and keep moving and see new things, right? It's a feeling, right? Yeah. Um, so my my wanderlust characteristic was developed because every year around Christmas, my, my parents had their own business and they worked really hard. And the only time they would take off during the year was around Christmas. It was the only time we had for vacation. And I grew up in a super snowy place. And so we would always go somewhere warm and going to different countries every year really developed my sense of wanderlust. And then as soon as I turned 18, I moved to Spain and I kept traveling for 10 years. Like I would move to a new country almost every year. I lived all over Europe, over few countries in Asia, Taiwan for a long time, of course. And that sense of wanderlust is really important to develop as a youth, so you're curious and confident to travel in the future. So that's why it's connected to Christmas for me, because we would always travel during Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's connected to Christmas for me, too, because when, oh, I, when I was 18, I was living in Europe as a nanny in Belgium oh, and cool. before I was done with my bachelor's degree, and I was there um, for Christmas time. And it was so, yeah, that's when I was able to see some of those other cultures. And then I, I bought a Euro Rail Pass. That <gasps> I did that, too. It was so fun. It was one of those that was for like 15 countries. Yeah. And so yeah. you could just go, you know, country to country and see everywhere. And that really sparked some wanderlust in me wanting to see all these different places. I didn't have a lot of money. So I would sometimes take a train that was about eight hours going from one place to another so I could sleep on the train, you know? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so fun That's to travel there. That's so funny. James and I just had a conversation about this the other day because I was telling him about some of my some of my family friendly adventures because <laughs> you're in your 20s, right? Like you yes. go kind of crazy when you're traveling in your 20s. You have like no but, fear. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was telling James about some of my adventures um, with my URL pass when I was 19, I guess. And James is like, how did you how could you pay to travel? And so talking about saving money, finding a hostel, you know, like sharing a room with people you don't know and stuff. But guys, like these are all I hope you guys have 
had adventures like this. And I hope you will continue to have adventures like this because these types of stories, super fun to talk about with your kids, but on IELTS, guys, this is where the best answers come from, is memories that you can get excited about. And if you hear the way Aubrey and I changed our pronunciation as soon as we start thinking about the idea of wanderlust, like, that's important. So guys, I really hope you have a sense of wanderlust, and I would love to hear how you have followed well, have that feeling, sense. Yeah, I have a feeling a lot of you do because, you know, for if you're sure. studying for IELTS and wanting to move to an English-speaking country, there's wanderlust there, right? Yeah. You're, you're, not content to, or you have opportunity to, to go somewhere else, experience a new culture and new country. And that, yeah, you can share that on IELTS. Why you're wanting to, depending on the question, you know, why, yeah. why are you wanting to experience that? For sure. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Such great words today. Aubrey, Merry Christmas. I am so happy to have you on the All Ears English team. Yes. Merry Christmas. This is the end of the year just makes you so like thankful for everything. And I'm, and I'm thankful for you, Aubrey. I'm thankful for you too. It's been really fun getting to know the system and going through Three Keys IELTS. And I feel like you've made it easy for me. So thank you for that. Merry Christmas. (laughs) All right, everyone. Merry Christmas to you guys. If you celebrate Christmas and if not, happy holidays. All right, Aubrey, I will talk to you again soon. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.